You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your hosts, Peter and Steve. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, co-host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. Presented by Roy Inch and Sons Service Experts, a heating, air conditioning, and plumbing company, and a four-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, four-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, and a four-time winner of the London Community News Reader's Choice Award, and a first-time winner of the St. Thomas and Elgin Weekly News Reader's Choice Award. We thank you for joining us this Saturday morning. Hope you'll be able to join us every Saturday morning between 9 and 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. And we hope you'll uh, be able to give us a call. Phone numbers are 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Or you can send an email to inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. And one lucky caller today will win a free duck cleaning. And our winner last week was Kathy. So don't wait. Give us a call. Uh, The phone lines are open. And we have uh, Steve isn't with us today. He's off. And Dan, I hope he's listening. He's uh, carrying the curling team. We're in the playoffs at 930 this morning in St. Thomas. So he'll be over there uh, Hoping we win. If he does, I'll be able to play this afternoon. But if he doesn't win, I guess I'm done for curling this year. Uh, We've got in the studio with us, we have my father, Gerald Inch. Hi, Dad. Good morning. My brother, Tim Inch. Good morning. And uh, my son, Brandon Inch. Morning. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the company. We did this very early on when we first came on the air, probably over a year and a half ago. And we were only doing a half-hour show, and so it was tough to get a lot of the history in. So we thought we would uh, come back in and kind of go over how Roy Inch and Sons became um, and what what we've been doing since that point. So I can go back to Dad here, and maybe you could tell us how Roy, our grandfather and great-grandfather, started the company uh, from when he was in London to when he went to Chatham. Well, he originally was involved in London with the Delco Light Company, uh, which was a GM company who in turn bought Frigidaire, and they needed a distributor in Lambton and Kent County and offered it to Dad, who set up in Chatham, actually worked out of his garage initially, and uh, Mother accepted all the calls, uh, eventually built a building on King Street in Chatham, uh, 221 King, I think, was the address, and uh, operated out of that and set up distributors in Wallaceburg and throughout Lambton County. And at that time, we serviced appliances? No, uh, not. not. He was basically commercial refrigeration, and uh, what was his first big break was Lake Erie did not freeze, and all of the small towns like Dutton and Shedden and Aylmer all had many butcher shops because most comp- uh, customers did not have refrigeration. So they would go daily to 
Dotton to get their meat, and there'd be four or five butcher shops. Without ice, they had no refrigeration. So he became very busy installing cork-lined walk-in boxes in these butcher shops and mechanical refrigeration. Now, we had a lot of rain in the past week or so here with a lot of flooding, but that also helped us back in those days um, when Chatham and that would have floods and things would happen down there. Yeah, 1936, uh, his store on King Street flooded the basement, and like many basements in Chatham, got flooded. Uh, A lot of the refrigeration equipment was installed in the basement and hooked up to Uh, ice uh, cabinets in the kitchen. So all these motors got wet, and uh, he and his service techs covered Chatham, picked up the motors, would take them home and bake them in his own oven, and uh, that motor would go on somebody else's equipment the next day when they went back to uh, service that particular product. Now, we don't recommend putting your motors in your oven these days, so... (laughs) That was way back in the day when they did that, but these days we wouldn't recommend No, that's true. Doing that. So then, um, so we were set up in Chatham, things were going pretty good, and maybe I'll let Tim talk about what happened when the war ended. Yeah, well, uh, my understanding, I wasn't around <laughs> when, when that happened, but my understanding was that's when he started to get into the appliance business. And uh, he went to Toronto, and of course Frigidaire or General Motors, he bought a trainload of refrigerators, uh, and it was actually during or pre-war, actually. Uh, and he was on his way home, and war was declared. And his big fear was that now he wouldn't be able to sell them because war was declared. But in reality, the opposite happened: that the manufacturing was diverted to support war efforts. And he was the only one who had product. So it was uh, a positive thing. He was able to sell it and uh, make a reasonable profit. And and that was another positive time in history that was good for the business. Well, and back then it wasn't an easy trip to Toronto. It was, you know, not hop on the 401 and two hours you're in Toronto. It was was an all-day trip. It was an all-day to make make that purchase and then to hear that on the way home must have been pretty scary at that moment in time when it happened. Um, So we got pretty heavily into the appliance. We did Philco radios and TVs. We did tea kettles. We did kettle or um, irons. Washer, Uh, ringer washers. You know, a lot of all of those and... Sold, re- sold records. He had a complete record shop. And the girl in the office, that was her job to wait on people and uh, sell the old DECA and RCA 78 RPM records. Even set up a special sound room in the building where people could go and listen to them. And, and Apple thought they were new at doing that. That was way back in those days when, when it was looked after. And we still have one of those at our White Oaks Road location. Exactly. In our boardroom from uh, back in 1941 <clears throat> when it was, was done or, or built that Dad had. And we've put in the, the boardroom so we still remember what that history was like. The, um, so after, you know, having a lot of success, when we come back from the break... We'll maybe talk about how did we get from Chatham to St. Thomas. So, but please remember the phone lines are open. You can give us a call about anything related to your heating, air conditioning, or plumbing at 519 
646-354-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve. Welcome back. Um, Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch Ultimate Home Comfort Show. Steve's off today, and the godfather of plumbing is going to be curling in a playoff game shortly. Hopefully he wins so that I can play this afternoon. Um, We should mention we're going to be at the London Spring Home and Garden Show next weekend. That's April 15th weekend. Um, It's open uh, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, so we hope you come down. Soon as you come into the main hall or the main um, at the Agriplex, the big room. As soon as you walk through the door, there we are. Make sure you say hello. Make sure you mention that you listen to the radio show, and uh, we'll have some specials. And of course, you never know what we're going to be dressed in. So make sure you come in and and say hello to us. So we were talking before um, the break that we were up to what we were doing in Chatham, but uh, how did we get from Chatham to St. Thomas? Well, following the war, there was a couple of uh, veterans came back and uh, wanted to get in a, a business. And Dad had a very successful business in Chatham, and they approached him. Uh, Dad only had a grade four education and uh, really didn't know what the business was worth. So he went to his bank manager, and the bank manager gave him a suggestion of what maybe he should ask for it. Uh, as he really wasn't interested in selling it, he doubled that. Uh, they come back in the following day and uh, bought it. So at that point, he had to move on and because his family and mother's family were located in the St. Thomas area, uh, he decided to move down to St. Thomas and uh, start his business in that area. And then um, he came up. And moved, and and he was on a farm, though. Where was the farm located? The farm was uh, actually, they called it the Black Farm. It was located between Port Stanley and uh, Fingal. The The reason he started the end of the farm following the First World War, uh, there was a depression, and he thought there may be another one after the Second World War, and the best place to feed the family would be on a farm. So he purchased this farm and uh, operated it for four years uh, before opening the business in St. Thomas. Now, he also, the farm, and he had uh, pregnant mare horses. Well, actually, he was into most everything. He had dairy cattle. We had Herefords. We were in the pig business. And uh, he eventually went into uh, buying uh heavy horses, uh, had 125 at one point, and they collected the urine from these horses. Uh, that was a 24-hour job, uh, put it in oak barrels and shipped it to Quebec. And that uh, that went on for about a year uh, until the people in Quebec started to mess him up on the tests. And uh, he'd done the testing himself before it was shipped, so he knew the value of it. And finally decided that wasn't the thing for him and and got out of that side as well. So then when we were we 
opened up again in St. Thomas. It was on Talbot Street. Yes, 244. And then we ended up moving to 283 and yep. 279, I think it was. Talbot. 277 to 283. And uh, we were there till uh, January 1st, 2010. Correct. And that's when we we ended up moving into our present location on White Oaks Road. That's right. Um, in St. Thomas, uh, now there was, and I, I'm going to go back here a little bit. We used to do service calls on bicycles to fix radios. That was in Chatham. His service technician was uh, would go out on a bicycle with the tubes in the carrier of the bike, and uh, that was a service for the the radio was in those days. Well, if the traffic keeps getting bad in London, we may have to go back to that. If we uh, we can ride, Brandon, you're okay dri- riding a bike to a service call, are you? Scooters, yeah. scooters, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll work on that. You'll be the oh, test yeah. subject there. Um, so then, in St. Thomas, we we got pretty heavily into the appliances at that point, even selling for a while. Yes, we sold appliance and serviced. We actually serviced. Uh, Sealed units back uh, in the early days, you never fixed a refrigerator. You changed the whole system. And uh, we were the second company in Canada to have this system set up. A chap from England come over and spent three days in our company setting up this shop. And we would have sealed units shipped from all parts of Canada to our store to repair them and return them. And uh, we were also in the farm machinery business at that time as well. And then when when was the decision made to move into London as well? Uh, we decided to go out of the appliance and strictly service. And uh, we moved into London at that point where we had a deal with Frigidaire that anything sold in Elgin or Middlesex by any dealer uh, Roy Inch and Sons would service it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure of the time on that, but it was in the 70s. Yeah, 58, we we moved, uh, and we moved to York Street, right. down yep. uh, the, I think, I call it Sophie's Gown Shop. Anybody who knows that, it was in that area. 507 was and, the address. And then moved out to what's called Wellington Road now. Back then, we were on Wellingsboro Road in the 60s. So we were out on Wellington Road from 1960 to 2010, when again, we moved the St. Thomas and the London location into White Oaks Road at that time. That's correct, yeah. Um, Now, we, after, um, we were, we had worked for Frigidaire, White Westinghouse, Calvinator, McClary. McClary, Leonard, Simplicity, mm-hmm. Westinghouse. There was a whole bunch of, we did 54 warranty companies. Maybe you can tell what happened, how we got away from doing 54 warranty companies. Uh, it's got a little tie into the university here. Well, I can remember the decision that came. Uh, and again, the manufacturers were pressuring to pay less and the service business was costing more. And uh, we actually had a a group of MBA students at the university come in and do their project on the company. And uh, one of the things they determined is that all of this warranty work was not necessarily the most profitable business to be in. 
although it did give us opportunity with customers and other opportunities, the actual work, which because we had made commitments by contract to look after uh, consumers and their warranty product, it, it had first priority. And the more profitable business was then done, you know, when we had more time. But they determined uh, effectively that uh, I believe we need another $40 per call on average to uh, to keep doing that business. So uh, we approached those warranty companies and, and told them that we needed more to do it properly. And uh, they weren't weren't listening to that and decided they didn't want to do it. So we made a decision to move on and uh, still service appliances and service customers, but we uh, stopped doing warranty for a great majority of those companies. And I know back in, uh, you know, and I, I may get the years, but microwaves weren't popular. So microwaves started to become popular. So they were in restaurants first. Then they, there was microwave shops. I remember the one in White Oaks Mall set up where they'd have 50 different models and you could go in and pick your microwave and, and you shop for it and we did all the service work. But I remember the first few that came in, there was one that was a commercial unit that someone had thrown a broom handle through and they had it in our microwave room and they, Gord was the gentleman, turned it on and went running out of the room. Because the microwaves were coming out of the hole in where the broom handle had gone through and he had killed the power outside to kill the thing down. And that was kind of when you realized that microwaves are safe, but if they weren't, uh, you know, secured at the front or the door wasn't right, that microwaves could get out at some point. Uh, Now, you don't have to worry anything about that the way they're built now. But back in the early days when they first were coming out, they were kind of unique uh, devices, and we were one of the first companies that did service on them. And a lot of it was the testing, the leakage testing, yeah. right, to make sure the doors and the gaskets were secure, and, and now that's all been fixed. Yeah, and so it was a, you know, it we did that right up until 2009. We worked on appliances and service microwaves, and then in 2009, Unfortunately, it started to become a throwaway society that uh, we'd go out and diagnose what was wrong, but people were not repairing them. They were, you know, I don't have to pay for two years. I'll go get a new one and install it at that point. And there started to be changes, more conveniences, different types, which is still going on today. You see what a refrigerator has in the way of conveniences and compartments and doors. And up until that point, there wasn't much difference in refrigerators, so you would fix it. Now you get a lot of new things when you buy new product. But again, cost of operating the business increased, cost of labor increased. When you started to put those costs against new appliances, people made their decisions to buy new. So when we come back from the break, we're gonna we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, we we want to remind people there to go to royinch.com. We do have coupons that are available on there for uh, a furnace or air tune-up, a plumbing service call, as well as if you're thinking of buying a furnace or air. We have a great specials on. Um, again, you can see us at the home show next weekend. But we'd love to hear from you today, so you can give us a call at five one nine. 
1-866-354-8255 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve. Welcome back. I'm Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch Ultimate Home Comfort Show. And we have in the studios here with us Gerald Inch, my father, Tim Inch, my brother, and Brandon Inch, my son. And we're just talking a little bit about the history of uh, Roy Inch and Son Service Experts, uh, just uh, on how we started back in 1927 and how we've gone through to today. So we were talking a lot about appliances earlier because we, we did a lot of our early years we did appliances, but how did we get into the heating and air business? You directing that to me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, uh, well, <clears throat> basically we got into that with, uh, through wind air conditioners. We were very big in that and rented wind air conditioners for a number of years. And uh, actually, Peter, you were one of the key people to, to work on that department. But, uh, we had Chrysler air, wind air at the time, and uh, then we got into the Chrysler Central units, and uh, it uh, materialized from that to eventually York uh, heat pumps, and uh, just carried on over the years. So that Chrysler, that was the manufacturer's cars. Now they're called Ram or Dodge, but, you know, was in between there, but that was the car manufacturer made air conditioning. That's correct, yeah. And I think, Tim, you put a lot of those in. Correctly or incorrectly did you put them in? You're correct. I put a lot in. <laughs> they, uh, But they were big, big and boxy and heavy. Um, but we did put a lot of those in. I, I, we've got the history of it where year one we did three and, and we did 15. And, and, it, and it, you know, at that time it really was a luxury. I mean, I've been in homes in London where they have uh, big cavernous channels where they used to drop ice in and blow air in some of the more expensive homes, and that's how they cooled their homes before central air was even around. But then as it caught on, it became more affordable. Uh, it could be hooked up to the forced air systems. It started to become more popular, and, you know, the, the three became hundreds and several hundreds. And and then, as Dad said, uh, heat pumps came in as a, as a way of reducing both oil and gas costs. Electricity at that point was inexpensive, so you could add that to the system and uh, lower the cost of heating and have central air. It was kind of a dual purpose, and we put thousands and thousands of those in. And we did keep right at one time. So, you know, with uh, Chrysler, and what was the other brand you said, Dad? York. York. Mm-hmm. And then we've done keep right, and we've done carrier. Now we carry uh, Lennox and Rude are the brands we carry, as well as Mitsubishi still making a, an awesome heat pump. that uh, And Lennox, of course. That does uh, things and works very well, the Zuba. Um, we'll also have a Mitsubishi on display at our home show that you can stop in and look at. But Well, that's one of the advancements. I mean, as things improve, you know, this this Mitsubishi product, the refrigeration is variable, so... It just provides exactly what you need, you know, before that we had two states. You could get half and full cooling. Well, now they're varying it 
which controls humidity and temperature, more exacting, more comfort. Uh, the products just keep getting better and improving. So we've been, um, we were out on uh, Wellington Road and we decided that we were going to put it all under one building in White Oaks Road. We probably started working on that in about 2008 and uh, then made the move on January 1st in 2010. But we really did that because our territory was growing. Our area was growing and we needed to have a central location that we could service. You know, we basically go from Grand Bend to Port Stanley, from Woodstock to Sarnia. So we needed to be able to get on the 400 highways pretty quickly. We needed it to be able centrally located. So we're 20 minutes to St. Thomas, 20 minutes to North London. And we're able to service that area as well as having everybody under one roof so that you could talk about things and communicate to things. But we have done a lot of renovations to our St. Thomas location, to our London location. I remember when we had no work, we used to cement the block walls in the basement of the St. Thomas store. That's correct. And the dirt floor slowly became cement floor as the years went along. Yep. But it was over 100 years old when yeah. we left there, I think. Uh, 1879. Yeah, so 130 years. And yeah. originally, like when we first came there, it was Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire was there. We were next to it. And then Canadian Tire moved on. We moved into that building. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that enables kind of more central location is is technology, and we've always tried to keep pace with technology. But back in the early days, mm-hmm. we used CB radios to keep our technicians informed. Ten four, <laughs> and uh, you know that that had restrictions of distance, right? So from St. Thomas, you had a radius. From London, you had a radius. Well, then I can remember Dad went to Ottawa, and uh, we got our own FM channel. So those radios were, again, we were the only ones on it or someone else in Canada, but we didn't interfere with one another. And they were better technology. And, you know, you look at where you are today, we can, we dispatch the tech from his home on a device. Uh, of course, cell phones, the way our technicians communicate now, you know, even if they have something difficult, they can take a picture, talk to a fellow tech, talk to a technical person. The technology has enabled centralization of a lot of things to be positive for the company. Well, and it, and it, and it's huge that we are. Communication is important now. The technician has the history of the customer right in front of them. Can look at when the product was installed, what the last service tech did that he was there, whether they have a maintenance contract with us, whether it's under warranty. A lot of that information is right in their hand, as well as they can take payment. Um, whether that's Visa or MasterCard, they can take that on the device and print off a copy and make sure that everybody's... I mean, those, you know, the, the, that particular thing and inventory, uh, we obviously, you know, track what we use. We know how often we use things. We keep those things on the truck, but how quickly we can get something where in the past it may have had to come, you know, a long ways away by truck. We don't have to keep as much in our building. All those things have been positive for business. And the payment is huge, right? Instead of coming back, filling out a work order, mailing it in the mail, receiving a check in the mail, 
again, Visa, Interact, all those things have become, they're positive things for consumers and business. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what our customers have said to each of us individually over the years. But remember, the phone lines are open. You can call us at 643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve. Welcome back. We've been uh, going over a little bit of the history this this morning of uh, Roy Inch and Sons, and we're going to start with some stories, and we're going to start with Brandon. You wrote to a customer this week that was telling you kind of a unique story about us. Yeah, so I was on a maintenance call last week with one of our senior techs, and um, it was on an oil furnace, which is a older type of furnace and uh, got to, obviously I don't have my oil license so I was more watching and got to talking to the lady of the house and she had said that she, well I let her know my name and that I was fourth generation and she was excited because she had talked to pretty much every generation and had dealt with us and yeah so fourth generation walking through the door uh, she had dealt with all generations, and uh, she had a neat story to tell me that uh, she wasn't too happy with uh, Roy back in the day and had a conversation with him, and ever since then, she's loved our service, and she's been dealing with us for about 60 years. So we talk a lot about, you know, we try to be perfect, but we're not always perfect, but if we don't do it right, we'll definitely get it fixed up and make sure it is right. Of course. So, Tim, do you have uh, a little story that from uh, customers or something that was unique to to you? Yeah, well, there's lots, obviously. But, uh, you know, certainly one of the things that uh, you build over time or the brand builds is trust. And, uh, you know, without mentioning any names, there was a particular customer up in the university area that when she called, she wanted Roy to come. And actually, at that time, he'd passed away. But anyway, I went out and uh, looked after her needs and, you know, there'd been some miscommunication between other contractors and her and, and she didn't really feel they were honest with her, but she felt that we had been honest. And from that point forward, uh, she was an elderly lady and, and she would call me every time she had something done in her home. She wanted to know if the person that she was going to deal with was a good person, or sometimes she'd call me prior to that to give recommendations for roofs or windows or or painting. So it's kind of satisfying that when you build that kind of trust and they, they trust your judgment going forward. I mean, not all conversations are good ones. Uh, you know, one of the responsibilities we have is when we see unsafe things, we have to bring them to people's attention. And, and in some cases by law, we're required to shut them down. And those conversations aren't always positive, but they're always with the customer's interest uh, you know, at heart. And, uh, so more, there's a lot more positives than bad ones, but you do have to have those tough conversations from time to time. Yeah. And it, you know, infracting our guys, it's, it's not something we enjoy doing. It's something we have to do to, you know, a lot of times we say it is to protect your, you and your family, 
by making sure that your equipment is installed correctly and safely because who knows when something's going to happen. So, you know, CO poisoning, we, you know, there's no option there, but even having a, a disconnect too close to a gas meter, we never know if there's going to be a purge go off in that gas meter and then your air conditioner starts up and there's a spark and now we're too close. So we've got to make sure all those things are done to code, done properly to make sure that everybody's safe and things do change over time. But do you have a story, Dad, that you remember? Well, I like Tim. There's several of them. Probably the, the thing that I like about the company is we've dealt with three and four generations, uh, grandfathers, fathers, children. Uh, we're still having that conversation with those people. And uh, it gives you a pretty good feeling that uh, you've obviously done something right. There's many, many stories. Uh, one particular customer I can think of was, uh, I consider him the best customer we ever had. Uh, we sold him a, a TD6 Crawler International uh, tractor. Uh, we completely equipped his house several times with appliances, televisions, uh, a ground source heat pump, and uh, stories like that uh, kind of give you a good feeling. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to head to the phone lines. We have Doris on the line. Go ahead, Doris. I have a question about a rental hot water heater. <clears throat> I've had it probably for eight or nine years. Um, are we supposed to do annual maintenance on a rental heater? Um, the like, are you supposed to drain the water or... No, the company who you're renting it from, if there's any maintenance required on that rental, they should be coming out and doing it. Um, we well, they, they do it on my furnace, but they haven't come out for um, for the hot water heater. Right, and you know it's something that they may feel it doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, the draining of the hot water out of the tank and refilling it every year. If you haven't done that every year. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing to start it now. Okay. And the reason is the valve, you'll get it open fine, mm-hmm. but you won't get it closed. It will always be dripping water. Oh, okay. So if it's done that every year open and closed, it will normally work. But if it's sat in that one position for a long time. Okay, then leave it. Yeah. Um, what is a sign that it needs to be replaced? Like if it's not heating quickly enough or um, say I've, I've noticed that, it seems to take longer for that hot water to come when I turn on the tap. Right. So it can be, that can be a, a buildup of debris in the bottom that's not heating the hot water up. It can also be what we call a dip tube. Mm-hmm. And as a dip tube, if you picture it, the tube goes to the bottom of the tank. So when you put water in, the water comes out at the bottom and mm-hmm. pushes the hot water up. If this dip tube deteriorates, it could be bringing the water in halfway down the tank or sometimes at the very top of the tank. Okay. So if it's a rental, Mm -hmm. I would call them, have them come out and take a look at that and check it over. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Doris. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, So, you know, that we've talked a little bit there about the history over the years. We've been in business for 89 years now. Um, we, you know, plan on being in business for another 89. If everything goes well, we won't be here. Maybe Brandon will be here to see that, but, uh, it, it's, 
we wouldn't be in business if it wasn't for our customers. We want to make sure all of our customers out there, we appreciate all the the trust you have put in us to do the service, whether it was on your appliances, farm machineries, you know, or up into your furnace and air and, and water heaters and plumbing now. And I mean, the last kind of part of this was that we have uh, folded some new companies into Roy Inch over the last 10 years with uh, Jack Scott Heating and Air Conditioning in Sarnia so that we're able to do the work in Sarnia. And of course, Walls Plumbing and Heating in St. Thomas, who who came in in 2010, that uh, allowed us to get in the plumbing business. We had always used them for our plumbing work, and we just thought it was time that we uh, brought Dan and his company in and made it part of the Roy Inch team, and I think it's worked out pretty well. So any final thoughts that you have, Dad? Not really. Uh, I appreciate all your remarks and uh, carrying on every week with the two radio shows it's got to be quite an effort for you with uh, running the business and, and doing that and uh, but I might say we listen to you in, even in Florida at both uh, both stations and and enjoy it like yeah. the other people in the air thank you Tim well I you know you've heard a lot of things and a lot of different things and uh, I think one of the strengths has been that we've kind of gone with change uh, you see lots of companies who don't last that long. One of the secrets, I think, to that is being able to change and being able to adapt, uh, whether it's new equipment or new opportunities. Uh, but ultimately, uh, servicing the customer properly is what's kept us in business for 89 years. Okay. And Brandon, what do you see the future as? Just keeping up the quality work that we do, you know, just if you're confident in your skills and you put in a good product and stand behind it, then you shouldn't have anything to worry and there's nothing to hide. And how do we make contact with your age group? Do we got to get on Twitter or do I got to start tweeting or what do I got to do? Facebook or (laughs) something, but we'll think about that in the future. Yeah, because that, I mean, as technologies change, as our advertising has to change and... Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't listen to talk radio until I made you listen to it every time we drove, and now you're a talk radio listener. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, not a big AM guy, but I definitely am now. So we want to we thank everybody for listening this uh, this Saturday morning, and uh, Steve will be back in this chair next week as I'll be heading out to Regina to the Canadian Olympic Committee meeting. Um, we hope you'll be down to see us at the home show. Uh, make sure you drop in and say hello. That's one of the things we really enjoy uh, is meeting our customers every year, and we see them year after year, and it's it's really great. But when we're not on the radio, you can call us in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or at one eight. 66 experts, or you can always book online at royinch.com, whether that's a service call or a sales appointment. You can listen to this show or any show by going to the royinch.com homepage and hitting the inch by inch button on the front page, and you can listen to any of our shows. We've enjoyed uh, having you in the studio, Dad and Tim and Brandon. Uh, We hope that provided our listeners a little information of how our 89 years 
have gone. We we hope you'll be our customer for another 89 years. But as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, but by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.